it's not every day that on the whistle gets the opportunity to speak to legends. The country, the football, the, the, the narrative that we know is built on people's hard work and no more greater than the person we are talking to today. We are lucky to be sitting down with a legend of South African football who played at Cajun Chiefs, who was a dynamic striker, who was one of the first to move into Europe and move to Turkey and make himself a household name internationally as well. We are grateful today to be sitting down with Mr. Fani Matita. How are you today, sir? Yeah, I'm fine. Thanks for that uh, intro, Courtney. Uh, you are making me a, a legend to be known by the world now. Thank you very much. I thought I have passed the time, but yeah, you are reviving the memories. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm fine. We trying. As they always say in life, you just keep on trying until you reach your destination. The one thing I'll always say to you, Fanny, um, and there's a lot of people out there. When I was, I was talking to some of my friends of my age group and I was telling, hey, I'm introducing Fanny. Even my mother, she was like, Fanny Matita, you're talking to him. Oh my gosh, <laughs> this was our player in the day that was scoring goals for our team, you know? So they were very <laughs> excited. So Fanny, let's get into it very quickly, you know? Um, what are you currently doing now in South Africa? And at the moment, I'm at um, uh, Swallows Football Club. You remember the team used to be called Morocco Swallows Football Club. So now it's known as Swallows Football Club because the previous name, uh, it, it comes with a lot of problems. So I, I was appointed uh, technical director um, two seasons ago when the team was still applying uh, its, its uh, trade uh, in first division which is NFT, National First Division here. So that, that, that's where I am. And now, currently, I'm uh, assisting uh, Dylan Kerr, uh, who was also one of the legends, a great uh, left footer. Um, yeah, but anyway, his team, Arcadia Shepherds, I, don't, I, 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 I would think that you still remember Deshi Paktawa, John Salter, Noel Cousins, and them, all those great legends. They used to play for the team. But in any event, we just used to beat them. <laughs> so let's let's get into the the part where you were a huge hit in South African football, playing for Kaiser Chiefs. Now there will be a lot of Kaiser Chiefs people listening, even a lot of Pirates people across the world. What was it like being part of that legendary team that was a juggernaut within South African football? The interesting part, uh, Cotton, is that um, just like uh, with um, uh, Morocco Swallows now, Swallows Football Club, when I joined um, um, Chiefs, it was known as Iwisa Kaiser Chiefs. And then later, it was called uh, Kaiser Chiefs because it was sponsored by, uh, by Iwisa then. When I, when I joined, I was like um, taken aback because a lot of law of those legends, I used to watch them on TV and uh, it, it seems impossible um, uh, to me that one day I'll rub shoulders with them. But uh, yeah, that, that's, that's talent. You know, with talent, you can go uh, in places where you've never thought you would be and meet people that you never thought you would be. I, I, I recall that the cheese when I arrived, 
there was one um, uh, Howard Fries from um, originally from uh, Escort in Northern Natal uh, that was playing the Chiefs as a left back, a very clean guy who used to play football like he would never fall, he would never tackle anything. But <laughs> with the likes of Skaratin to Aesisolengo, Tinez Laza, all of them were there. And Samora Kulu was also there. Fortunately for me, if you still recall, Samora was from uh, Newcastle, also Northern Natal. He used to mm. ply his trade for, for African Wanderers, about Kulus. <laughs> so, yeah, I tried to fit in because I came as a trialist. It took me uh, more than three months to sign a professional contract. But, you know, with patience and resilience uh, that I showed, I ended up uh, signing for that great team. All the way from Newcastle Natal. All the way from Newcastle Natal. Can you believe that? Now, you, you, now, these are the stories that people don't know, the back of the story, where you were there for three months trying to get into this team. All people see is the highlights of when you were just scoring bucket loads of goals. You have a goal in almost um, one in two record, almost a 50% record in terms for your 107 games at Kaiser Chiefs, 58 goals in total, very good average, you know? What, what, wow. do, you, what do you look at in terms of that made you so prolific as a goal scorer at Kaiser Chiefs? What do you think were the reasons for that happening? I, I grew up, um, there was a team not far from where I was born or where, where my home is in Newcastle. So there is a, a field not far from there. So. I used to go with my brother and stand behind the goalpost when they were making shooting. And all the time they take a shot, if, if the ball goes over or, or whatever, then we will run and get that ball, kick it back. When they finished training, then now they will give us a chance to take uh, three or four balls just to kick the ball against the goalkeeper. So that's where maybe I learn unconsciously learn the, the technique of, of uh, scoring the goals. And I would just try to play the ball away from the goalkeeper, closer to the goalpost. Oh. So because I thought that's, that, 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 that he will never cover that distance, you know? So it, it starts out on a, on a daily or training se uh, session, and it built up to a person that I was later in my, in my life. Like you, say, you were saying, I was a, a prolific uh, um, a goal scorer. Uh, yeah, thank you very much for, for, for that. And uh, I was just uh, trying my best and I wanted to, to be better and also to hoist the flag of um, that small time town, Newcastle, Matadini Township, higher. So I just wanted to be famous. I wanted to be popular during my days because when we were playing with the with my neighbors or with my team when we were growing up, I would always tell them that one day I want to hear my, my name being uh, talked about on the, or in the radio because the radio was the, the medium for us. We would uh, visualize things because there was no TV. Um, I'm not trying to expose my age, but there was no TV then. Only the radio and PM9 <laughs> will listen to the likes of Kuos uh, Hatebe, Babai Zwane, those oldies, those yeah. commentators, sports commentators. So 
I think the edge of trying to be better than other uh, 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 equals uh, in the field of play, that made me to be a person that I was during my tenure as a player. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump ahead here, Fanny. So you go to Europe. We'll come back and talk about that. But then you come back to Kaiser Chiefs under this, the, the guidance of Mushin Etrigal. How was it now, having been in Europe, coming back to Kaiser Chiefs and, and trying to reinvent yourself as that high prolific striker again in South Africa? Um, that's, that's quite an interesting phrase that we are talking about. Um, Musin originally comes from Turkey with a German background. So when I was uh, playing in Turkey for, for Pesiktas Football Club, they call it Pesiktas Football Club. So he was at uh, Trabzon Sport as a technical director at that time. So when I came to back to South Africa, a year or two years later, he joined um, uh, Chiefs from, from Zaire, that is Congo DRC. So he was coaching that team. I remember the AFCON was in South Africa. So yeah. after that, he was, I think he was recruited by Jomoson. He came back, he came to South Africa. So now I was a coach. So I stopped uh, playing actively in 2001. That will mean the time you, 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 you eloped to, to, to England with your wife <laughs> when, when, when you immigrated. I, I was coming back to, to South Africa. In fact, I was stopping. To, to play actively. You know, then I started to, 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 to play as a player coach because Courtney, there is always a cycle that the players don't understand. In football, it's, it's a cycle. You need to, to start somewhere until you close the chapter. So I've closed my chapter now because now I'm, a, I'm being a coach and I'm also doing um, uh, things uh, uh, to, the, uh, to the society, you know, with my foundation. In the society, I'm doing things there. That's how you then close this circle, because those people were carrying you in their shoulders. You know, you are, you are, you are what you are because of them. So you need to plow back to them. So, but that phase that you are talking about, when now I was being a coach, uh, assisting Musin Etural, it, 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 those are the times when it opened my eyes bigger about uh, coaching now. Because here is an international coach that I'm assisting, and um, he is not understood by some of the players and some of uh, of the management at at Kaiser Chiefs. So now I had most of the time to talk to him in in, in Turkish when there were fights. Because uh, you know, when you're coaching, you get so much angry when players are not doing what you have taught them during the week. So I will talk to him in, in Turkish and we'll be having our fights in, in Turkish, sweating in Turkish. Players will never understand. <laughs> they will only see us laughing afterwards. But that's how I brought harmony within um, the, the, the Chiefs uh, camp. Because as a, as a coach, at times it was very horrible to the players. That's what you see. But as a, as a person outside of the field of play, what a beautiful um, a, a human being. Also with the players, they know that uh, when you are doing the right thing, it's such a sweetest of, uh, of uh, a human being that you like to meet, but don't do wrong things. 
<laughs> so let's go now. Um, I'm going to give you an insight. When you left for Turkey, we're going back into your football playing days. When you left for Turkey, you left Kaiser Chiefs. I remember us as Kaiser Chiefs supporters, we were broken. Oh, our chances of winning trophies are gone. Our goal scorer is gone. For goodness sake, who are they going to replace him with? And, you know, you moved to Turkey. What was that like? Wow. Um, another interesting uh, one, because you remember that um, in South Africa, we just... Uh, being accepted back by the international fold, the international world. Any not understand. Uh, like when it comes to player management now, moving from um, a local team to an outside team, which was an international team persistence. You have an agent now who acts on behalf of you. And that agent, you don't even know that agent. The team is giving you that person, that this person, this one will be your agent. So you are going to sign with them with the basic That's that, that's where I think a number of us, because of um, we are being at the time we're inexperienced, much more like you like a novice when it comes to all these things. That's where we lost a lot of um, uh, a value in in uh, financially, because you would have asked for a, a transfer fee you know, a signing on fee and, and so on and so forth. But we were still blind. Today's players are much better because they are now aware. But any, in any event, in any war situation, there will always be those that will be left behind. You know, they are those that will survive. So I'm amongst those that I survived to show the light for the generation that came after us. It was quite interesting because then you're playing in Turkey internationally, the coaches don't know you. They only know the videos about you. So they will play you in a position that they see it, 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 suit, it will suit you because you are coming from Africa. You're so you're aggressive, you've got speed, you know, there is that tenacity, you, 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 you know, you, you are not, you don't, you are, we are fearless, you know. So from being a striker, an out and out striker or 10 or, or yeah, or, 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 or 10 and striker position, then I play now as a, as a right back. Because oh. when I arrived, the first coach, <laughs> the first, my first coach was an Englishman, Gordon Milner. He's late now, may he still rest in peace. So he was the first one. Uh, that coached me in take. So he, he liked the speed that I had and the strength going up and down the, on the line. So I was the one that was a giver. Whereas in South Africa, I was the one that was receiving. I was the recipient. So this time around, I was never a recipient. I had to supply the strikers. <laughs> That's the change. So the, the question that you've just asked, it's quite interesting. Because in South Africa, they didn't understand these dynamics. When I came back to play for the national team with Augusto Parashos as the coach, when he played me as a wing back, they didn't understand it. But that's, that's where I excelled. In take, that's where I excelled because I had a strength also then of coming inside if the ball is not playing on my side. It is playing on the left-hand side. I will come in and score goals. And for me, having an opportunity to play 
a derby against the Fenerbahce and Galatasaray earlier in my years in, 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 in Turkey. And I scored uh, important goals playing uh, in the derby. That's why my name is forever in the in the in the in in, in the uh, football lover in Turkey. If you so, say you are from South Africa, they will always ask you, Falimadida, you know him. <laughs> so Fali, let me understand this, right? Because as I said, and I didn't know this now, now you're telling me stuff, and this is why we have these conversations with legends. You left South Africa as a striker, scoring bucket loads of goals. You get to Turkey, the late Gordon Milner plays you as a right back. Right wing. I look at, I look at your, your, um, your games to goals ratio, and I was thinking, how does someone so prolific as a striker not score so much? Into, but you were playing as a right back. That is even now, that's a lot of goals for a right back. 75 go- games, 16 goals. You, you're right. If you say right back, because at times we were playing with a three-man line defense. So that means you have to play as a right wing back, you know. So you play half defense, half midfield, and half striker. But because of <laughs> because of my endurance capacity uh, that I had and the determination, you know, that I wanted to play, you know, I wanted to show them what uh, South Africa is all about. So I had to sell our country because remember I was an ambassador. That's why then later other players also were recruited into Turkey. Guys like the late Shuz Musheu, Ace Kuse, um, Debucho Muloi, uh, Steve Kompela himself, Helmen Mkelele, Alfred Piri, Lebohang Murula, um, even Kone Ngole, who you played for Cosmos in South Africa, then later he went to take it. So quite a number of them. I, I think I, I did open the doors for them. I, I, one thing I'll tell you about Lebohang Morula, hey, about, about Tanum Kashel, about, yo, that, that team, Jomo Cosmos. <laughs> so, you know, this is a fascinating thing you said, because if you look at the world's greatest right back at the moment, or wing back, let's use the term wing back, who is Trent Alexander Arnold, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't have your figures. He doesn't have them. <laughs> so I, I think, yeah, I, I think the background, you know, the background that I gave you before, staying behind the goalpost, people kicking the ball, running after the ball, you know, it's, it's a, a, it was a training on, on, on its own because you will run. There's nothing that is faster than the ball. So when you are young, you try to be faster than the ball. <laughs> so, so funny, unintentional training. <laughs> so funny, you in, you, you in Turkey, you in Batistas, you're doing well, but then you move to Antlerspor. Antlerspor. Yes, you play there, but then your goal scoring record is even better. Were you playing the same position? No, Antalya Spor, I was much more of an all-rounder, but, but much more with, with the position up front, either as a, a, a right wing or as an, as an, as an out-and-out uh, striker or number 10, playing on the right-hand side or on the left-hand side. It was because of my, I think the, the, 
the application of the tactics that uh, the coach were, and also with um, a bit of a tenacity. I was um, not a bad uh, player in terms of thinking, you know, when I went in the field of play. So I think the coaches liked that I will uh, definitely try and, and give up my best in the field of play. So you, I, this is quite shocking news, you know. It's, it's not every day you hear that one of the country's best strikers goes and start playing wingback in another country <laughs> and then doing so exceptionally well. But then you come back into South Africa, as you said, you come to South Africa during a time to now start the second phase within football, the coaching side. Did you always think you'd go into coaching? Oh, yes. I was, when I was, well, the interesting thing is, when I was, uh, let me tell you the secret. When I was in Turkey, it was like I was in, um, I was in Houten, like in Jobek, where everything is happening. Then you had uh, Steve Kompela and Debo Komoloi in Turkey. They were in a player like you know, free state, Morayana town. And then, and oh my then gosh, I can't the, remember. I cannot, I can't remember when remember. last I heard that word. We used to go and play there against free state stars. Oh my exactly. gosh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then you had um, Shoes Mosheu and Ace Kuse playing for Kenish Lebel in Ankara. So, before these Ankara boys came to take, I would always invite Tebukom Loi and Steve Kompela to come during the on weekends when there is an international week, because we didn't know about the international week then. International week, I would invite them to come to my place to visit me. And then we will sit down and show them the Eurosport because they didn't know about all these channels, you know, Batalema Kayali. So they didn't know about this challenge. So Eurosport, then I will show them, hey, look at the training, because I, I will then record the training sessions for AC Milan was the team back then. AC Milan, uh, your Real Madrid, I'm talking about the Real Madrid, the Real Real Madrid, the Juventus of, of this world, um, uh, Liverpool, it was hot. Then Tottenham Spurs, Men United, they were hot, those teams. So I would record you know, their training sessions. So when Steve Kompela and Debo Komloe visits me, we'll be, watching the, we'll be watching the training sessions. You know, again, unintentionally, we were then preparing ourselves for coaching because these two gentlemen that, uh, gentlemen that I'm, 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 I'm mentioning to you, they are coaches today, you know? So I think that's, that's how the, the love of coaching started because I was always looking at the thing, uh, things on the other side all the time. What, what about the coach? Why is he making us to do this and this and that training session in the field of play? And some of those sessions still today, I still have them on my archives, written in a blackboard pen, you know? So <laughs> I prepared myself long time ago to be, to be a coach. You know, you're talking about Toboko Moloi, who is another legend like Steve, um, I played with the Bojo at Rangers. Uh, the one thing mm -hmm. I admired about him, he was so philosophical about how the team should play and <laughs> how he prepared himself for games. You know, he was 
after David Modise coming to Rangers, I would say he was our second biggest star that came to play at wow. Rangers. And he, just the mannerism wow. of his game preparation and also how he talked about the game. I remember, uh, as I said to you, I was, I was a bit young in that time. And when he came, he, he just how he used to tell us where to be, manage the ball. I, can, I wow. always could see him becoming a coach. Wow. I always could see. Now, this was a player at the time, huge success. But just wow. how we spoke to, there were youngsters in the team, myself, Mohammed Bamji, um, Redlin, and, uh, and myself. And he used the mannerism and, and, and the advice he would give was not pressured, but was so useful for a player. So, Tabucho, wow. I could always see him being a coach. Wow, that's interesting. So that means, Courtney, you were at Rangers during the time of um, Param Joseph. Yes, I was at Rangers wow. during that time. Um, I was at the t- uh, there uh, during Param Joseph. Um, it was for me personally, it wasn't an enjoyable because I didn't play that much, and this is why right. when we were speaking earlier, I decided to come to England. But okay. the experience, the knowledge. And then also meeting these people that were influential about football and how they mm-hmm. spoke about football was just brilliant. Mm. Mm. That's nice. That's Coming back to you, Fanny. Coming back to you now. Your coaching, you 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 are unintentionally doing your coaching in in Turkey, watching ESPN <laughs> on the weekends. So when does your first coaching job come up? Um, that was two thousand. Yeah, two thousand. Mm-hmm. After I played in in Cape Town for 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 Ajax because Ajax Cape Town, by the way, I it merged with them um, with the Seven Stars, if you recall, yes. in Cape Town Spurs. Mm. So we were from we were from uh, uh, Seven Stars with the Bennett Massing. I remember him, the late David Mudisa was there. Edel, Dina, Dina was there. Um, who, who else? Munib Joseph came from Cape Town Spurs and Matthew Booth and uh, Arendt and so on and so forth. So when they merged, then I was there. So the start of um, Ajax Cape Town was there. So Ajax Amsterdam came to play against us at the old um, Greenpoint Stadium mm. in Cape Town. So I was there playing against you know, the likes of Overmass, uh, the likes of uh, Jan Lidmanen. So now I'm talking about the, the real IX, you know. <laughs> so I played with those legends. Um, but I never think about these things. I'm, you've just, um, uh, there is something that you've just awoken uh, inside of me about where I've been now that I'm here where I am. Because I mean, I played with the greatest of players. I mean, even um, uh, Raikard came when we when we were launching uh, Ajax Cape Town. Now you're talking about Ajax. Let me tell you. Let me just divert a bit. Which we play playing in Champions League, Champions League against Ajax Amsterdam in um, in Amsterdam. <laughs> Who are you playing for at the time? Who are you playing for at the time? But it's okay. Yeah, Champions League now. Eesh. Courtney, we were playing well, playing well. And then all of a sudden they started boom, boom. 
and then they stop. Then we were busy, busy, busy. We scored one goal. She formed the guy. The later he was the manager of uh, Turkish national team. We ended up with we 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 finished the score two one. Then they came to Turkey during the week. So the Champion League games in Turkey they are special. The atmosphere is special. It was special, special, special. So they came there. They on the bench. It's um, what's the national team coach now? Or in Holland, um, he was the coach of Man United. Uh... Man United, yeah. Oh, I'll find it. I'll find it. Give me a oh, second. Louis van Gaal. Louis van Gaal. Louis van Gaal. So he was the coach. So remember, all these guys were young. Your Seedorf, your your Lidmanen, um, your Babangita, your Mark Overmars, and you also had the the father of this guy. The the the, 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 the poor brothers. The poor yes, brother. the poor brothers were there, were there. Um, so we played, you know, the way they were playing, it was like you are looking at the machine. And this machine is just synchronizing. You know, it's just this machine is like moving. They just hit us one, two, three, four. Then they close shop for me in our studio. Anyway, so... <laughs> So later I meet these guys in 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 in, in Greenpoint Stadium. Now the launch now of uh, of Ajax. So from 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 that from those games after after I think a, a year later or two, then I I retired. Then I came back to Joburg. There is a guy Louis Omakaza. We bought a team, all nations in the second division, it was Vodacom the time. Football was still sponsored by Vodacom the time. Now that is known APC Mutsipeli. So now I then play, um, played as a player and also as a coach. That's how I started my coaching journey. Mm. But prior to that, I was also helping the under 14s, under 12s, because when you go to coaching, you need to know the basics first before you tell the players Hey, I used to play like this. Why are you not playing like that? Now we are wrong already. You are off ramping. This is not, that's not coaching. <laughs> they are not you. You are yourself, and they are they are they are individuals all by themselves. So, but that's how I started coaching. It was always uh, awesome to coach because you are imparting the knowledge that you have learned throughout the years. Uh, exactly. Fadi Madida, once again, thank you so much, and to our listeners out there. Uh, we'll be sharing this podcast very soon. Please listen to all our podcasts on OTW underscore podcast on the whistle. Uh, subscribe. Give us your thoughts. Tell us what you thought of our latest podcast. We do this for you, our fans. Fani Matita, thank you very much, sir. Mm-hmm.